0: and welcome to a well overdue episode of casting views um a podcast where me and dan introduce yourself
1: me i'm dan hi
0: (laughs) talk about things that kind of interest us and and well cast some views on it we've had a little bit of a break probably noticeable i don't is it noticeable in the schedule
1: Yes and no. Yes, in that we didn't record a new episode, but no, that we put out a previous one, a cu- collab we did with the the yeah, so I, f-
0: I feel like I've broken the fourth wall now with like yeah, the listeners, You've got to go with it. Just stay with it. <laughs> yeah, just Style, it awesome Style it out. Style it out. Well, <laughs> today we have a very, very, very special episode. And we were going to think about hinting it and teasing it. But I feel like I'm going to get straight into it because today we have a very special guest. He's an Arizona-based, bona fide, international recording artist who you may know from such songs as Bad Things, Hurricane and the all-new, recently-released single, Right Back Again. It's Sean Louis. Hey, hey,
2: hey. What's up, guys?
0: Amazing to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for
2: having me.
0: <laughs> I feel like this is potentially um a way for me and dan to also plug ourselves because me and dan have always been fond of our own singing voices <laughs> yeah. so i feel like if we're collabing on the podcast in this way at some point there will have to be a track that comes out with all three of us on it together
1: <laughs>
0: we should make a tiktok dance
1: yeah well there, yeah there you go we we we, we underutilized tiktok so there we go
0: <laughs> we could create like a viral tiktok sensation as well maybe one song of those songs that everybody's doing dance for i feel like we don't want to do that <laughs> I'm, I'm probably less of a dancer though i'm just it's putting so it out funny. there
1: now
0: <laughs> having listened to some of the songs um number one that i mentioned in the um intro for you i know that you've got a really cool sound about you and i just want to say hurricane to me is hit a real chord with me because it threw me back to like an 80s vibe. I had Grand Theft Auto Vice City in my mind. It just gave me such good like summer. You're kind of <laughs> in a park, chilling with your friends. And that's the soundtrack that you get in the background. That was kind that's of so the immediate funny. thought. <laughs> How
2: would you hear that song? I, I thought we took that song down. How'd you know, yeah, I think it? I listened to that one on YouTube oh youtube <laughs> forgot to take that one down um yeah it's it's a song my old album and i actually took the album down because it, it is it, it's good that's a good album but it doesn't sound like what i sound like now you know so i took it down but you're like the literally the, the 16th person that mentioned that song i was in mexico <laughs> and i was in mexico and some kid was like i love that song hurricane i can't believe you took it down like i found it on, i found it on youtube and i was like oh yeah and i guess i just forgot he took it down uh, but um, yeah, it's a cool song, man. Uh, yeah, I, I love the vibes of those '80s. Those '80s vibes. The producer Robbie did a really good job on it. Yeah, I'm really proud of it.
1: But I've also sort of on a couple of notes I've made, and 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 I think I may have mentioned sort of Lou and I generally come to an episode knowing what we're going to discuss, but without preparing each other. And it's amazing how similar sometimes we <laughs> we, we have things written down. I I've written down as well that your sound is well it's there there is a mix of mix of sounds but I was listening to Outer Space uh, which I think was a great track (laughs) and that's got quite a a funky 80s I want to say retro but I don't mean that you know a lot of people could think of retro you know in in a bad way but I think it's got a real real nice sound to it and and I think what Lou was saying to a lot of your tracks there's um, there's a feel like you could put it on you could be with a group of friends or on your own Somewhere you can stick it on, and it's it's applicable to kind of any any kind of environment like that.
2: Cool, cool. Oh wow, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, the sound is just immaculate in my mind. I guess kind of in terms of a little bit about you um, and kind of your start into music and that sort of thing. Um, what were the kind of influences that brought you into music?
2: Uh, I feel like my journey is very typical. Where like for someone. music industry it's like your family was doing music or you're brought up in church and that was like part of my my main story you know uh family was very musical my uh, grandmother um used to uh, sing with the platters and like temptations and like they used to come over my grandmother's house all the time and party and my mom would tell stories of how temptations and platters would come over and stuff um and then uh then yeah then just going into like a church environment performing um playing constantly, you, you kind of get the itch um, and you're like, man, I think I can do this like for real and like actually, you know, put my own music out. So uh, from there, yeah, I just started joining bands. Um, I was in a touring band for a little bit called Signals. Um, and then um, right after the band broke up, I left and I went to uh, Berlin to record the song Tell Me. And that's what kind of started everything. Well, I had I had that song "Wasted," which is on there, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like "Tell Me" was the was the real like push. Like, oh hey, it's actually like this can actually really work, you know.
1: And you mentioned sort of that your mother was in in kind of like in and around music. So yeah. did you feel a pressure to to follow in that, or 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 was it actually easier? Did you feel it was kind of a, a nice helping hand there to to help you along in it, or, or did you feel there was a little bit of pressure?
2: Um, I think, it, I think once you make, it, we made a decision to do music, cause like, you know, like all kids, at least like in, in the States, like either you do sports, or you do something artistic. And so, so after we would choose to do music, there was pressure because now like you can't, you can't just like, excuse my language, but you can't just like half-ass it, right? You got to like really practice and like get really better. So that, and to live up to my, you know, live up to those standards of where, my grandmother's been, you know, like her ceiling, um, into, into what, wanting to be that your found, wanting to be that, uh, your my foundation, a little bit of pressure for sure. But you know, I, 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 got away from that cause I'm older now. I don't live at home. So, um, I don't have to have that so much pressure. Uh, but, uh, uh yeah, there, there was for sure some pressure. And so as well, do you know, going, growing up,
0: cause you, you mentioned kind of like a church environment with music as well. Do you feel like that's kind of had, uh, and a big note in terms of the sound that you produce now, and is that kind of the biggest inspiration that you had when you were getting into music, just because you were around it in that capacity?
2: Oh, for sure. There's a quote from a, um, an, art, an, uh, an artist named Fred Hammond. He's a big gospel, like gospel church, uh, and he talked about the correlation between church music and like '90s R and B music, and so in, in so because I was in a church environment. Um, very strict one uh, i wasn't allowed to listen to secular music so i had to rely on like Fred, on like the church like fred Hammond, the great gospel r&b type stuff um it really did shape my sound it, sh- it shaped how i listened to music it definitely shaped on the one of the first instruments i i uh, really got involved in music theory uh, musical theory with which is like bass playing um yeah because fred hammond is a really good bass player so all of his bass bass uh um Lines are just like unreal, man. They just sit in that pocket and they feel so good, you know. Um, so yeah, for sure, it has. You, and you can hear it. You can hear it in, in um, you know, in like a lot of like the straight R and B stuff. Um, so all my love is yours to even to like Hurricane. You can you can hear there's something different, um, you know, regarding it that has the a you know um, the gospel feel to it. So for sure, it impacted my life and my musical, you know, um, what I like and putting my music uh, very much.
0: I feel like we kind of miss out on that in the UK as well, somehow. I feel like that sound, yeah, it doesn't exist because I feel like that environment of church and music being so much a part of it doesn't really exist in the same capacity here as it does in the States, to be fair. I feel like, yeah, it's kind of something we kind of miss out on because we know that it's such a big part of culture in the States, and yet we kind of don't ever get that kind of filter through to music here, really.
2: Maybe I feel like you guys get it from hip hop. Because like church down here is comes from a very like historical culture, like a lot of pain, you know. The, the church, like the Black Southern church, but you, but one of the outcomes of the Black Southern church is hip hop, and I think that's been the most um uh what is that ex export biggest yet. export for the church. So because uh, yeah, I listen to a lot of like uh like um, UK, uh UK hip hop and uh, some the stuff in the EU, especially stuff from France, and you can hear that that um that soulfulness is translated but it's through a hip, hip-hop trans uh hip-hop lens it's very cool especially with uh, especially what the uh, europe has done with uh you know modern day uh, hip-hop music it's really cool
0: as well i like the fact that you've just mentioned that you do listen to some <laughs> some british stuff have you got any kind of favorite artists that are kind of uh the ones that that regularly hit your spotify or apple music playlist um you know streets Street, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, I don't think you know so. Talk- Dan does. He,
2: he, I will probably say he's probably the one that I will pay attention to the most, um, but so like like hip hop artists wise, um, I was like this guy um, uh, that I used to know. He played one of his songs. Oh, I can't run to the top of my head now. It's gonna, my mind went blank. But he played one of his songs, and we we're just listening to it like like easily ninety times, just because like you can hear a lot of the you know those hip hop influences inside his. Inside his music, which made it to me feel like it was like a, had a gospel foundation, even though I knew he wasn't getting that sound and that feeling from gospel. He's getting from hip hop, but you can tell he studied hip hop so much that you he know he started you know obviously um, uh, grabbing a hold of those influences from uh, church music, so like streets. And then of course, like I'm I'm a big um, I'm a big Libertines fan. Um, I love I love Pete Dockery. I know he's crazy, and I <laughs> I, I, just, I legitimately understand he's crazy. But I love, I love their commitment to, to to each other, and I, lo- I love, I love what the music has brought out of it. You know, even through all the crazy stuff. Like, think about it: if your own, if your, if your partner, like, you know, your best friend tries to break into your house and steal stuff, stuff from you, and you still want to play music with them, that's a bomb that will never be broken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you're still homies after that point, like, that's that's
1: huge. I I know it sounds like a cliche but we've kind of mentioned it before in the podcast that uh, in a lot of areas like sport etc genius is often closely entwined with craziness that 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 they that they often straddle a fine line
2: yeah there's a so made a quote and they said thank god that we that we had sports to um to have an outlet for someone like a Michael Jordan, because they said like for him, someone like like his mentality of wanting to win so bad, he should be he should be in war. Now imagine someone like him, and in, in, as a general who just wants to fight, all he wants to do is fight and win all the time. That would be catastrophic for the earth. So thank God for basketball. <laughs> it's, it's almost good that they keep minds like that out. Of, yeah, it's it's almost a distraction to keep people that are uh, could could be destructive in that way out of it. <laughs> Seriously, but you're totally right though. Like think think about something like a prince or. Prince or even like, some like Whitney Houston there's always like either you're crazy or you have like your own demons that follow you, you know, yeah, throughout your yeah. music
1: so, so who else in, in terms of I, I mean you said it was difficult in terms of some of the sounds you could listen to but who, who else would you say is kind of like an influence to you now or, or someone that you would kind of look, look towards in terms of past recording artists
2: uh, so like a Prince I love the way that he approached pushed um, music and the business uh, part of it, and then um, my my favorite bands in the whole world is named Mute Math, and the lead singer is Paul Meany. And Paul Meany, if you hear me, I want to do music with you. I reached out to his agent, but they're like, they're like, he's so busy, and I'm like, ah. Oh. But he ended up going on tour with Twenty One Pilots. So, anyways, he was he's one of my heroes, Paul Meany, uh, and Band Mute Math. Uh, Maxwell is also really big. Big uh, one, and then um, Eddie Kendricks from Temptations. His solo albums are absolutely beautiful. Um, so I've been studying a lot of those. Um, and then, of course, just looking, listening to just random like like Afro psychedelic music lately. I've been really into. Um, and then um, just like old school, like 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 seventies fun, like obscure artists, mm. artists that artists that were like have five thousand you know plays, but from yeah. the nineteen seventies. You know what I mean? Find like the people that were. They're studying because, yeah, for sure. Like the people that are big, like um, those Marvin Gays or those, like, those, um, my mind's gonna go blank right like, you know, trying to think, Afro Funkadelic or, yeah, or probably Funkadelic, sorry, something like that. Like they're popular and they did really good. Um, but there's also other artists who are not as big as them who have the same level of attention to detail, attention to their craft. So it's good to, you know, to study outside of those, outside of the main brands, if you will.
1: And regarding your videos, so I was looking, so I've, I've noticed that the theme is that there's a deliberate choice about having them all black and white. Yeah. Was, was that something you knew from the outset that that's what you wanted to do in terms of your visual style?
2: Yeah, one of my favorite f- photographers, his name is Neil Basorgi, and um, I, I he's a photographer. You guys look him up. Um, he um, someone asked him a question in the comments one time. He posted a photo, and they're like, "When do you when do you post um." when do you post color or when you, when you shoot in color, when you shoot in, in black and white? And he goes, only shoot in color when it's, when you want to say something. And I thought that was a really brilliant, um, response. So I take that exact same way. So, you know, when something, and I'm not saying I do black and white every single, every single day has been, I'll say like, it's an, it's, um, it's a rarity for me to shoot in, in, um, in color, but when I do it, will mean something. P you'll, you'll notice that it has you know, saying to it. So I've, um, so, yeah, it's, it's been for sure deliberate to stay in the course because it's so easy. I, I saw some photos I was posting, I could add a little, you know, add a little orange filter from Instagram and it looked just as cool. But um, <laughs> if I want the picture to say something more than, um, you know, I'll use color, but otherwise straight black and white. And I love it. It makes things a lot easier, too, because I can just like put it in, post it instead <laughs> of try to edit it. <laughs> That's it, you know, I it takes hopefully...
0: like <laughs> all of the stress away from any of your social medias
2: it, it does but but to be to be consistent though is how it comes in so like you know like yeah sure i can do black and white now but am i gonna do black and white like nine months from now you know what i mean if i really if yeah. i really am set with my goal and, and with intention to do black and white so that would be the test if you guys hear me and you guys see me in like a year if i'm still doing black and white you guys found <laughs> it you did it yeah <laughs>
0: see do you know what it is as well in the way in which you talk about music and even just then with the example with the music videos it's lovely hearing from someone who genuinely cares about the craft and the way that they perceive music as a beautiful thing because I think that especially with America I don't know if my uh, if Dan will agree with me because he's a slightly older generation <laughs> than I am um, obviously um, but I feel like the music that we've seen kind of imported from the states at the minute went through a period where it was, I'm going to say that that kind of mumble rap genre, and that's kind of all yeah. we saw for maybe a period of like eight or nine years. And all of a sudden, when I was scrolling through the music videos and I was listening to the music, it was amazing to hear something that was genuinely beautifully crafted, oh. as opposed to something that was just kind of like put out like we'd been hearing from the States for probably what was eight or nine know. years. <laughs> <laughs> Every every musician that was in the UK top charts had a name that began with Lil for a bit. Yeah,
2: it <laughs> was so wild, time man. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so- y- go ahead. I'm sorry, Dan.
1: No, 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 no. You go through. You go through.
2: Oh, i was just gonna comment. Go, yeah, it w- was really wild. Uh, like I, I'm not gonna lie to you, there was a point in my in my career I did think I was like, well, we have to change my name real quick because you know we're <laughs> trying to like, <laughs> you know. But of course, I was. I drank too much that night. Luckily, I woke up <laughs> and I was okay. <laughs> You woke up and all of the uh, the pages were little Sean Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it did not sound right, so I skipped
1: it. <laughs> no, on on the video theme, I, I was just going to ask a question. So the ideas for videos, how how do they come about? Do you kind of have that when you're writing a song? Do you finish a song and then try, see what works? Or, or, or do they go hand in hand? Hmm, I'll say like the song
2: Bad Things, that was decided... As I was writing the music, I wanted to write something that meant something. I wanted to, I wanted to write a song that had a bigger theme behind it, um, and, and and definitely introduced the world to the my my symbol, you know, the rose, the circle of the rose. Um, and then um, everything else was different. So the song I don't know why was based off of like a, a world I was dreaming up, and I still wanted I still want to complete the story, but. It was um, it's about um, uh, how in the, in the, like uh, in the future, um, random random, uh, spiritual occurrences start happening inside the desert. So like in the song, I don't know why um, a, a siren, um, was found inside the desert and and she was actually trying to bring people into this lake. I was one of the people that she like she stole. So it really depends. Like it has, but it, you know it's all symbolized behind the the rose, which is like this um the story of like a book, of a freedom you know that that um I believe that we all we all need um but as far as like the like the video theme it it depends on the song honestly in my depression my depression is high then you'll get something like really crazy you know and then if it's low then you'll get like future you and me which is like on the on the room. yeah so I'm kidding like, about the depression part. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, you guys, you guys got You guys are like, oh my gosh, you guy's not well. <laughs> I was, I, I was about to laugh, did we just touch on something super, super <laughs> oh. serious? I'm sorry, me,
0: me,
1: me, and Dan are not prepared
2: for this. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, sorry, cause I
1: was, I was looking at the video. Is it to uh, all my love is yours, where it was almost done like, is it the end of a relationship through FaceTime and 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 a mobile phone?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I found that quite an interesting take. You, you know, it's, 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 I've I've not kind of seen that in a, in a video term.
2: Um, that was like that was like tough because it was right during COVID. We had to shoot it, so though we had the time to shoot, it, obviously because nothing was going on, it was difficult to like get like the Wi-Fi and the lighting right. You know, um, and then there was some there was a couple scenes that we wanted to shoot in person. But again, because of COVID, like you couldn't shoot them. Um, um, but yeah, it, it's really a special video. I um, someone else just tweeted recently. They were like, "I love that song. My favorite song and video." I was like, "Oh, I need to like keep promoting it." But it's it's hard when you like like when someone hears someone has heard uh, a song from my from me. I've heard, I've already heard that song already at least for a year already. Right, I've been working on it. Like, yeah. So it makes it very difficult to. Keep promoting something that I've already heard for a year. I'm like, come on, guys, here's something new, you know. Um, which is why sometimes you get those like those artists that will like refuse to ever perform certain songs because they're like, yeah. like, I've played it 90 billion times. <laughs> but yeah, that's the song is very very beautiful. I want to do part two to it um, and then definitely release it out.
1: Okay, okay. Something I, I saw in in I think it was in another interview you've done was about you you Your release, you have a kind of a, a, a specific way of releasing records. You will release a few singles, then an EP, then some singles, and I think I saw a quote, and and tell me if this is right or wrong, but I saw a quote attributed to you saying that people don't listen to full albums anymore. Hence, why you <laughs> why you release the music the way you do.
2: Yeah, and I want to admit, I, I, I amended that quote and say like people don't listen to full albums from ind from indie artists as often. So, like, like, Kendrick Lamar is going to drop an album pretty soon, right? They talked about the day. I forgot the date. But, like, I know. I'm going to listen to the album, like, front and back, right? I'm going to hear the singles, but listen to the album because it's like I'm invested in this artist. I feel like with independent artists, I think it's, it's easier just to release singles until you get to a to level that you're comfortable with in, in order to release EPs. With EPs, EPs and singles still have the same shelf life, which is like very, very dangerous. So, it's not dangerous, but it's like you could run out of resources very, very quick because um, if you put a four, four or five song EP out, you got to at least have visuals and content for all all four or five songs when you can just do a single and then you spread it out a little more while while uh, you know, while prepping for the next single to come out, shooting music videos and doing other stuff. Um, so that's my, be my only way to admit it. But I do 100% believe that people are listening to singles way more because people are, play, are listening to music through playlists. And most playlists are not going to put your full album or they're going to put the song they like
1: and that's it well sorry we've discussed Lou haven't we on one of our episodes now me being the older head as he says as as Lou always (laughs) likes to point out um I've actually really got back into listening to vinyl again and one of the reason being is because you are almost forced into listening to an album in track order and it's like you said I found I, I found myself you're right you know, we we you know as 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 society it is just a a pick and mix really now of of music isn't it and and that's what technology has given us the the beauty to do yeah but sometimes i just feel like i want to listen to that intense story that's being put out by by an artist i think
0: as well obviously being the younger generation (laughs) um, i i think this is going to be terrible as well because i think i'm probably going to give you the last time i listened to an album kind of cover to cover if you will <laughs> and that was probably Cage the Elephant and I'm pretty sure the album was called Melophobia I
1: think um, so, yeah. and I
0: think that was the last time I bought a CD as an album when it went in my car and I just didn't skip through anything whereas now it's true I think that w- what you said with playlists it's it's kind of song a particular sound and out al- and songs are pulled from particular albums to suit that one style of playlist whether it be you know you listen to drill in the uk or pop or hip-hop it's all something that's kind of tailor-made for a particular sound and you miss out on hidden gems really because even now that melophobia album is one of my favorite songs i, I put that album on and let it roll through even when i'm in the car still now um so i feel like i need to be be putting myself <laughs> in the mentality of buying a cd again or, or just letting albums roll through
2: it's hard man I Even mean, for me actually like i'm I feel like it's only artist that I'm really invested into. Like I love Mute Math and Mute Math put out an album like today. I listen to it front to back nine times at least, even if I don't like it, just come invest into the artists. Um, I'm guessing you're a big Casey Elephant fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think it's the best artists, which is, a, which is, which is great for an art for musicians now, because now you can find those people that, that will be invested in, into your, into your EP now, a little bit harder because it's, um, I say it a little bit harder because uh, those people are now few and far between. Because again, myself and you, we love these artists, but to this day, we'll probably not listen to you know the full album, which is just the singles. So you got you got it's harder to find those people. Once you find those people, listen to full albums. We get up like a tie t- t- the creator sold. Um, I think something like don't call me on this guy. Someone's gonna write me and go that was that was an incorrect amount something like, I want to say like 200,000 vinyls but now. Sell, but it, it, he sold, he sold enough to where like he netted about, I think, think $150,000 off it, which is like huge for an artist to sell that amount of vinyls. Number one, because the supply chain sucks right now. So, yeah. so like my question here was like, how did you even get 200,000 vinyls when I can barely get, you know, 400, you know, you know, and I got to pay on them and like, But also to have people that will buy it. So um, again, I think it's, um people don't listen to singles, but if people, if you are, big enough artists and you have hard you have crazy hardcore fans then i think i believe your fans will listen to your album cover to cover and or maybe it's just more sorry i'm talking a lot but maybe it is just more people who actually like certain like certain types of music so like if you're if you're a hip-hop head you will listen to that new um uh, dmx record that just came out right because you're a hip-hop head um and maybe if you're just like you just enjoy music as a whole then you won't dive in you'll still single because those are what's hitting you and what's easier probably for you you know, that's my theory.
1: <laughs> but it's it's interesting now because I I know we're probably jumping all over the place because the thing is you'll say something and it'll trigger <laughs> something in my in, in my brain. And I, and I want to <laughs> ask it like, before we yeah, move Yeah, we'll, we'll
0: come into this with a little bit of structure. And then, yeah, structure <laughs> <laughs> goes out the window. We're uh, like, no, no <laughs> Five just... <laughs> minutes.
1: Um, it's something you were saying there about sort of like how do you even get all these finals made, et cetera, et cetera. And with, along with kind of like COVID, the pandemic, how... How has that kind of affected? Because the the reason I ask is because I saw um, as, as as I mentioned, I've got back into vinyl. Vinyl has become huge in the last sort of four to five years. But the complaint I'm seeing is, I know one of the the, the vinyl plants somewhere it might even be in the states. Actually, I think has been destroyed as well. There there was a fire, so vinyl yeah. production is limited anyway. But now a lot of the big record companies uh, are kind of hogging the vinyl production say like for example we've had a recent David Bowie release which was 18 vinyls and and they were commandeering the plants for that and you've got record store day recently which whilst I kind of love the idea they're printing even more and more records each year and Mm -hmm. the indie artists are struggling to get their music pressed onto onto vinyl because of things like that and especially during Covid where they couldn't get out and tour I'm just wondering mm. you know did ha, has did you did you get impacted by the pandemic you know I, I know we've got streaming and and you could put music on there but did it did it affect how you had to go about your your ways
2: yeah for sure from like streaming to even like sending stuff out to like my international like fans like I I think I still haven't the notice that says like my vinyl and some packages that were arriving in Brazil still on the tarmac you know right, right. <laughs> um uh uh, even so like like going to like to start the production like just to just to find someone that was able to get it done you know it's very hard I think there's there's um people have been adapting though so like the last vinyl that i sent out wasn't a real wasn't a real vinyl it was like something else i forgot the type of thing it is but it works on every vinyl player so if I told you it wasn't a vinyl you wouldn't even know but it's the plastic and the way that this printed is different um so those there's been um adaptations you know through the to the situation but for sure the like, fact if i wanted to do a thousand i think someone quoted me a thought a thousand vinyls would be something like 15 to 20 15 to 20 bucks per vinyl and it would still take six months and they couldn't guarantee wow. it
1: wow yeah
2: right because like you get some people, someone like a david Bowie that will go i'll pay you a 50 dollars a vinyl," it's in of course the company's gonna go with them right especially with large quantities that much because david boy is going to sell that for 200 bucks and someone's going to buy it of course yeah but um yeah uh, yeah, for me yeah just you have to be be just a little more savvy right just a little more um can't wait to say it jack of all trades or something i don't know or smooth and just and just just like you know a wolf in a a wolf in a sheep's den if you will to get get stuff done for sure
1: have to be adaptable i think yeah you have to learn to adapt quickly and how's it affected touring so because I, I i know you know i've seen that you play a lot of shows so i guess that that's also had to stop Do, do, do you enjoy the sort of the getting up in front of of live audiences and, and the buzz of performing live
2: yeah you know it's been kind of weird recently I've, um so um because obviously we took time off right so i've been i've been putting myself through the ringer and i've been essentially playing over 100 shows this year that's what's going to happen wow. yeah. um so um just get myself back into the groove thing. Cause I do love it, but if you're being away from, away from something you love for a long time, you may forget how much you love it. And you may forget how, how, how well you did it because you loved it. Does that makes sense? So, um, yeah, so I just been a bit of the ringer. Um, it definitely obviously impacted because I couldn't play any shows. Um, and, um, I think like, to, like, st- Booking is booking, and I, I said this to somebody, and they that, and they were they were blown away. But like now, like bands independent bands, you have to like schedule out six months. is what it seems like now. If you're if you're doing cold calling, emails without a relationship with like the venue or whatnot, or your own booking, I think it's about, it's about six months out where you have to book. When in the past it was like three months out because then there wasn't a lot of music. COVID did two things: it made music accessible to people, it made it made everyone think they could do it. And I believe a lot of people can still do it or mm. can can do it. But it definitely made things like harder, obviously, right? Because like, if everyone was trying to book, just book a show and is touring, then um, there's the least, you know, and, and a lot of venues closed because during COVID, then there's, you got to fight for the scraps because obviously the big artists are going to come in, take all the biggest, you know, get all the good dates. And then you're fighting for, you know, a Tuesday at 3 p.m. Um, right. at a local bar. I'm kidding, guys, but it's <laughs> something, it's, it's a very similar yeah, in in terms of live shows,
0: have you got one or a particular moment or a particular memory from a live performance that you did that sticks in your mind? Just either it was brilliant, or there was something that happened, or just what was your favourite live experience? Or even if you wanted to shout out where you did that live performance.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, one? It was actually it was actually in Mexico. It was like because of after it, just, um, it we were the first we were the first international first non Mexican band to play. The citywide festival, so it was like a big deal. We like headlined it, but after afterwards, and so we and we were all just so like, so like excited to like just have done this big show. Right, it was like a struggle to get down to Mexico, and we did it. Got on stage and we killed it. It was great. Uh, we played in front of like three thousand people. And it was like dope. Wow. So, but on the way back, which is the reason why that story, why that show was so so great, because we ended up getting like. Pulled over and almost going to jail but, but through that the federal, to the federal, like the federalities, you know. I'll say I'm not going to say who because I think I told the story one time on in an okay, interview and I mentioned the prince's name and I, you know, I don't think he liked it too much. But someone, someone on my team had something illegal on 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 him that that rhymed with green, and um and he decided to toss it out at the last minute. Right, right in front of the Federales. <laughs> so all of a sudden, imagine, like, imagine, like, I'm, I'm in the passenger seat, and I'm, like, we're talking about the show, right? Because we're, like, whoa, because uh, 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 some booking agents saw us there, and like, we're going to book booking more festivals, and we're, like, whoa, let's do it. We're, like, we did it. All right, guys. You know, it was a very, very uplifting <laughs> moment. So we're driving back, and we're just talking. It was, like, myself and the, and the piano player in the back, in the back, in the, in the person that was driving, um, and... Um, we're dr- driving, and then we pull up to the thing. Now we've—he has something in, on him, but he decides, at that moment, toss it out right, like we're literally in front of like the Federalis. Like, I mean, they're probably less than 100 yards, and he took like took like the thing and threw it out, threw it out. So immediately they like they Federalis, like point like their, like, their M16s at us. Was the man that was getting out of the car, right? <laughs> it was so wild. So then so then they've like they made us like us obviously into the place and they're asking us like is this your is this yours is this yours and we're like no 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 <laughs> and they're like like they were drilling us really hard like get the dogs out they're like where'd you get this and like it's not ours and they're like hi well you just tossed it out the car we just, we just saw you and we're like no right and so luckily the the piano player spoke spanish so he was like translating for us right yeah and like and these guys with every single chance they would get us to they were trying to get us to like admit that it was ours. So they they're go, "You need to use the bathroom." I was like, "Yeah." So then I was like, "Kody, oh, like, oh, come with us." So, like, one guy would walk, and he goes, "He goes, you're a musician, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "I'm like, yeah." He goes, "Musicians smoke weed," and I was like, <laughs> "You know what I mean?" Try to get me into admit to something, you know? And they're doing that to, like to every single thing, like, like it's ridiculous. So, anyways, long story short, like, we were like for sure thought we were going to go to jail, right? Because obviously they saw us. <laughs> right they saw us flick something outside the car that the car smelled like it and um and uh because of the because of the guy and yeah and he they ended up like letting us go like and i and i was just like for sure i was like oh i'm going to jail tonight i'm like hey i got to play this really cool show guys like i mean i mean i mean told the piano player i was like i was like fam I was like honestly I was like we'll go to jail tonight like i know we'll get out but like if we go to jail and obviously. The Me- jail Mexico's are not like you know club fed or like anything you know it's gonna be rough but I'm like dude, I'm like I'm stoked like we played a really good show but yeah they ended up, ended up letting us um letting letting us out and that was like <laughs> I was like that was probably the show with the most I was like the you know oh no we're going to jail but the show was so cool that it didn't even it didn't even matter
1: that, that's really memorable yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so, no
0: for sure it's, it stands out That that's the moment that you want the uh police
2: officer or guard that pulled you over to turn around and be like
0: oh Sure, Louis can I have a photograph. <laughs> well, the,
2: well, the cool thing, cool thing that they like—they took some like my merch stuff out of the thing, and, like they took it. So, hopefully, hopefully, I, I now have some fans in the federal, the Mexican federal government.
1: There you go. I, I was going to say that the one thing I've learned from TV shows and that is you don't want to be going to prison in Mexico either. No, <laughs>
2: no, it is not. Like, is not. It is. It is not fun. And just, just just a threat of them saying they are going to take us to jail made me go, I know it's not going to be fun. So
0: I love the fact that that was like performance show, but nearly went to prison in a foreign country. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so now I know, now I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to, no, no one's going to, no one's going to have something that rhymes with green on them.
1: (laughs) But also it's just how unfortunate timing for it to be thrown right there and then well
2: we told we told him we told him like like an hour or two before like hey you need to get rid of that he goes it goes i'm gonna take one more hit it'll be fine and i was like i was like and so you know what i mean again like we're so we're so stoked on the show that we said it in passing like hey you should get rid of that and, and not and not like this is the main subject we're talking about you need to get rid of it. you know it was more of like yeah passing, but okay. yeah was well, such a wild time but again great show good show
1: so have you um have you toured over here in the uk
2: no um i was supposed to go into i guess i'm talking about this now I was supposed to go on a tour in august um out in europe but that got canceled because one of the artists he didn't feel comfortable touring because of uh russia thanks a lot of russia okay um okay. so um but i will be out there so there's there's still talks so i, I may do a show uh out in london it's it, it it's gonna it. I'll say I'm not doing a show in London, but then I'll announce if I am when I will. But uh, if if, it, if if and when it does happen, it will happen in like in August. Of the, so uh, you know, just three four
1: months away. Okay, that's good. Uh, just putting out there, it's my birthday in August. i just, just oh, saying. Hey, so. hey. <laughs> hey! Yeah,
2: you'll love you'll love it. I, I'm Michael Adia. My uh, I was watching uh watching myself perform. I'm pretty I'm pretty good. So you know, but I'll say, please come. Um, yeah no
1: no if you're you're in the uk yeah i mean lou and i keep saying there are certain things we want to do for this podcast like there are things we discuss we want to go to so yeah i I think a gig would be be great wouldn't it lou yeah dan's sorry
0: dan's just lining you up because it's his birthday in august he's like yeah we'll come to the show but can you come and do like a private show as well like (laughs) just friends and family show Oh my gosh! That'd be Real, so funny.
1: Write us an intro and outro tune. I was going for Lou, but it's, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. See, that, see that, you see what I mean?
0: Like, can take go. this bloke anywhere.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, well, and you can chuck stuff out the window here. I don't see it'll be as it as bad as it is in Mexico either. So you can tell yeah. yeah,
0: I feel like yeah, I feel like British police officers are much less scary than Mexican ones. I imagine, like you know. We've all seen narcos, and <laughs>
2: yeah, I feel like Mexican ones because you don't know like what side they're on. Because like, <laughs> you, you, like you heard about um, like their stories of how like this, like the the state government will block roads for the federal government because the state government employee, state government employees, are actually working for the cartel in that particular state. You know what I mean, or yeah, like you yeah. go down to certain areas in the federal government, they're actually working for the cartel. Too, so you don't know, like you're like because you don't want to offer someone money because if you offer the one one person money, like a federal employee, psh, that that's they will just take you to jail because then they're like you know you're not you're not don't try to bribe me you know. <laughs> um, but luckily, uh, that didn't happen, and we uh, got home safe. So. Super random so.
0: tangent as well, but now you've just <laughs> reminded me. Did you see the v- r- viral video, that, uh, sorry, the video that went viral recently of the two guys? Were they traveling through Mexico and they got stopped by a cartel?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, that yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: couldn't yeah. imagine how terrifying it must have been when all of a sudden a, a pickup truck full of guys with guns just rolls up next to you. <laughs> Number one, you, you struggle to speak the language.
2: <laughs> I just think, yeah, I, think yeah. I would have had a heart attack there and then. Yeah. You'd be screwed. they they took like a deep like a like a obviously you have to go off roading in some of those some of those areas, but they went off on a different way, right? Because they weren't exploring a second. Is that how they got in trouble? They weren't exploring too much? Yeah, I think so, because then I think that the one of them actually had family
0: um near at the time. But I think they were like off the beaten path. Um oh. and then that's how the video started, wasn't it? It was like, Oh my god, they have guns. I I I would have been like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I just, there would have been no containing it. (laughs) How how did that video end? I think they ended up letting them go because in the, in the video, you hear the um, cartel members use the word gringos because they realize they're like, Americans, um, so oh, these just, guys like, are yeah. No, harmless. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we don't, we don't need to worry about these guys. It's <laughs> right, fine. Um, and then they were like, don't worry, don't worry, my friend. Like in broken English, I was just like, no, nah, I would have been terrified.
2: Would have oh been no, because yeah. <laughs> you don't know, you don't know, you don't know if they're like, you know, you don't know if you've seen something that they don't want anybody to see. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. And they're like, they're like, yeah. I gotta kill you. Yeah. There's yeah. A, story out of Mexico, a story out of Mexico where some, some uh, these uh, this couple, this family was driving again off off of the, on the wrong road, um, at night, you don't drive at night, you know, in Mexico, drive wrong road, wrong road and at night, Mexico. And they ended up, um, getting a carjacked. I think one, they marched them all out to the end of the desert, you know, and they didn't kill them. So yes, yeah, so they just marched them into the, into the desert and they left them there. So they're off, off the road, just like for like two to three hours straight out with no water and just left them and, took, and they, uh, cause they had a truck. They took their truck. But uh, I still love Mexico, and I am going back there again in September. So I am stoked. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's only it's only it's only if you go off the wrong times, like like just like or wrong places. Like there's places in L.A. that I wouldn't go to. You know what I mean? Because I am like I don't need yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah this be is over true. There. Yeah, yeah. And Mexico's the exact same way. So Mexico is very very uh, peaceful. To, to, no matter what the news says, everyone's so so loving and caring there. It's awesome. I can tell you now, though,
0: those um, Mexican guys that stopped you are listening to this podcast. And going, We're, <laughs> yeah, getting yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're
2: getting in the next time he turns up. They're like, <laughs> I, I, I usually actually don't post when I'm down there, you know, because <laughs> I, I do have stalkers. So. And,
1: and to kind of plug the UK again, now, if you do come in, I mean, the UK does absolutely love live music. And, and I think I was saying to you a little bit earlier, you know, they've been starved of it for a couple of years. So, you know, I said to you, I went to... Um, it was a Liam Gallagher gig at the Royal Albert Hall, and you know the Royal Albert Hall. You know, you look at it, and it's a nice venue steeped in history. I think it's 150 years old. I'm not sure, but it was packed. It, you know, there was a, some live acts who were amazing. I hadn't heard of them; they're indie indie bands. But you know, I'm going to get their albums because they were great. But the, oh, the minute, yeah, the minute Liam walks out and he started the first song, they they had um. They converted part of the the the, the hall into standing bits, uh standing pits, so a bit like a mosh pit. Soon as the first song went off, pints were going everywhere. Yeah, you know, and I was thinking, you know, this is oh a Royal Albert Hall, this isn't a, an outdoor festival. And I think it's because for two years they haven't had like proper live music as such and and, and it was yeah, really just people letting their hair down. So um, going crazy yeah it, it was absolutely i mean i really felt sorry for whoever had to clean up that hall after us oh. because there were just drinks everywhere but um but yeah lucky we were kind of standing on the outside uh, seated in the outside bit so we we avoided we didn't need an umbrella that evening for, oh for the, <laughs> but um I but yeah no but sort of like you know the, even like the the little sort of intimate venues in london like the pubs where they they seat like or, or, or fit 100 people um there are a lot of bands at the moment, actually, sort of making a comeback from like the '90s, who are who are doing like little warm ups in these hundred people venues, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like I said, I think this country uh, just loves sort of live live music, live acts. You know, very supportive.
2: Oh man, I, I can't wait to go out there.
1: Yeah, well, well, like I say, we've got two tickets already sold here. So <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's
2: do it, man.
0: Um, although you can't get anything that rhymes with green in this country because none of that's uh
2: none of that's legal <laughs> oh w- w- when, when there's a will there's a way but there, I, there, there, there is no will i promise i, won't, I will not be doing
0: that <laughs> But it's true. I think that as, as well, I think that there's been a lot of artists. I mean, there's been a couple near us. Um, do you know James Bay? Um, I think that he got yeah. a start-up in, yeah, he got a start-up literally in the town that I live. Um, yeah. in like, on like really? the kind of pub, stroke, club circuit um, near me. And then his brother kind of went on the same circuit as well. Um, but yeah, oh. I think that it's 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 quite good. I mean, there's still live music to be fair in a lot of the pubs um, yeah. in the town that I live. Yeah. Um, either with someone on a guitar with vocals, it's it kind of varies kind of night to night depending on when you go out. But yeah, it's kind of a better vibe to me when you've got somebody live and performing music as opposed to just like a DJ in a booth or just some backing music on a CD. Or <laughs> something. It's, it's a bit yeah. of a different dynamic,
2: isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and- live music is so so such, such a different energy to it. Um, Definitely, that, I think brings people are together for sure.
1: And and I think um, so. For example, this 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 gig I went to a few weeks ago. The warm-up acts I'd, I'd never heard of, and they're probably not ones I would have necessarily looked at. But I've come away from there, and especially when you hear them live, I think you can really appreciate an artist's value more when when they're singing live. You can kind of hear what goes into a performance. And yeah, I, I you know I just, I just think with things like this, is the more the more chance that there's there is to put sort of these independent sort of bands out there, I, I think mm-hmm. the better. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, and kind of on this now, along this theme, you know, there's there's that line between artists who have kind of, like Lewis said, they they they've grown up either playing in the circuit and 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 kind of struggling to get music heard. And then you've got, on the flip side now, you've got a lot of these reality shows, talent shows, um, and people that go get famous because they put a 30-second TikTok video out make them viral. Um, do you, it's, it's, it's kind of, what's, what's the word in? Do, do you think there's anything right or wrong about either approach? Because I'm always one, like, saying, you know, I, I think if an, if, a, if an artist or a band have, have kind of, risen up trying to play through the, the the club scene and then break it they've you know they've absolutely made it and they they've earned that but then if someone struck it lucky on a tv show would an artist like who, who's, who's gone through the club scene not necessarily look down on it but feel aggrieved at that
2: um i think that because the internet and because reality TV shows, there's not different avenues for someone to reach their goals. So let's say someone's like, I want to play in front of 4,000 people every single night. They can do it through reality TV show. The contracts are a lot different. You know, you start going down to nitty gritty. Uh, but I don't think people should look down on it. Like, would I do it? No, because my goals are different um, and I choose not to use that avenue in order to get to my goals, right? Um, every single avenue has its... Down downfall let's say like something like a reality TV show the contracts that you sign are going to be astronomically more in the favor of number one the producer who yeah. like you're the, of the show that you're on and then and then any kind of record deal you'll get like they'll they'll there's a term we use in the industry like 360 you so they'll like take money from your merch take money from a joint appearances you know if you're going out and hang out down to the local auto shop and the local auto shop is paying you 200 bucks the record will take Part of that two hundred bucks, you know. So, um, and then on the other side of like, you know, if you're doing like a, um, like like a, a a TikTok, the 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 bad side of TikTok is that your art, your your music may not translate into actual real fans. they may just be followers, yeah. right? So Someone's going to TikTok to watch you, but there's been uh, multiple occasions where even people that have millions of Spotify views will try to book a venue of course they'll book it because they got the spotify stream but not able to fill it or not even sell it out you know you get um people talked about these these uh these Simmons big artists that will you know um do or release ticket sales for their really big world tour and then a week or two later like do a public announcement saying they're not feeling good or do complications of the tour uh, i mean i'm going to have to reschedule and reality is because they didn't sell enough tickets and they don't want to say hey guys i'm actually only really popular in twitter <laughs> right um so um i think there's the appetite but i don't i legitimately don't think that people should look, look down it because they all have their pluses if you get really big on tiktok like you can you might be able to actually sustain yourself more through brand deals because you have you have a stable following Bad thing too is that tiktok like owns your content right so like hmm. if tiktok t- if tiktok um you know goes under or the connection is bad or whatever um then you lose your, your source of of uh of a revenue stream so in any case yeah i don't think about but as far as people in industry no one looks down on all that stuff because at the end end goal at the end of the day if you reach what you personally wanted to do then like you made it
1: and and i guess talent will will win out right in the end if if you've got the talent and the the perseverance and motivation that should be the most important things right
2: Yes, and how much money you have. You can have a really bad talent as long as you have the gas right. on at all times yeah. um, then you make it. Um, but for people that want to live like a, leave, leave a legacy um, that talks that, that talks to what you know their singing ability or the music ability, then um, then then yeah, the talent will for sure you know will hopefully <laughs> i'm just kidding well, we'll always always first of you it's your sure, heart uh, talent hard work like michael jackson was what like yes, yeah, sh- sure he had money later but he was talented and he worked yeah. hard that's it that's that's the same uh prince too they talk about prince was a janitor in order to make you know uh, get studio time and then all he did you know for years just stay in the studio that's mm-hmm. why prince has enough music that will that i think they said something like 200 years <laughs> like he has a ton of you know what i mean but like he, he like that was his game he goes this is my goal my goal is is to make enough music so that if i die music i will always be listening music next year you will hear the new prince album and it'll be good i've i've heard like the his new stuff that, that i recently released it's amazing like he's like he's the he's the man he did it he figured it out
1: yeah and it's, it's like i've recently bought a couple of the kind of like the deluxe box set final versions of, of Prince albums and yeah the amount of unheard content that's being released as well you just don't understand or, or, or you don't realize how prolific some of these artists have been until yeah. the, the, this material sees the light of day and, and and it's the fact that it hasn't seen the light of day up till now makes you realize like you said just not not secretive but just how much they must have been doing and constantly retrying and retrying and and, and re, refining probably is a better word.
0: I do think, though, do you know when we talked about on the come-up and you can't look down, I agree, we can't look down on anyone, but in Britain, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's a big but, in Britain, yeah. when you look at the likes of Britain's Got Talent and the X Factor in this country, we've had terrible acts. I mean, I don't know if you've heard either of Honey G. Dan, do you remember her? <laughs> yeah. 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 Wagner. Honey G. <laughs> <laughs> Wagner. Um, Frankie Kokosa, Sher Lloyd, who sung absolute bangers such as Swagger Jagger. Yeah, no, oh, well. I can't. Oh, we can't. We can't. I can't get on board with it. No, no, no. But no. I think well, no. well, get... these are gimmicks. Yeah, so these, exactly. are like, these are, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. And I think that what it is is, I think that maybe from like the reality TV perspective, it's all set up to get kind of like a pre-packaged 15 minutes of fame just for a quick buck, in my mind. Because mm. I think yep. when you look at like the lasting talent that's come out of any kind of British tv shows i think leona lewis was she on one of them in the early yeah. days yes yeah, she was um alexandra burke i think as well um, well if on... we if
1: we pick one of the big ones susan boyle
0: oh susan boyle yeah yeah, yeah I, mean,
1: there, know, boyle. I mean you know i mean and and now the classic thing about appearances you know can be deceptive
2: yeah yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: it, it, ironically actually we just re-watched that um that audition on on youtube um, a little while ago and it's it's, it is also funny about how the whole reality TV falls into two things. Yes, absolutely. Like you said, there's a lot of gimmicks, and I think that's probably what harms the reality side of things rather than it being from a reality beginning. But also, um, yeah, how we treat certain people. You, you know, it's like, do they look like a, a rock star? Do they look like a music star? If they don't, are they are they overlooked? Right, anyway, so, so I just realised we're about an hour in already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, just just cutting back to the whole Britain's Got Talent thing, that's what it was. The producers of Britain's Got Talent saw Susan Boyle, then heard the voice that came out of her and thought, what an angel, and then opened their eyes and thought, but how are we going to market her? They are like, because there's no way we can make money. She's still around. I think she is. I think she yeah. still, yeah. yeah. I think she's still, it's a bit like um, there were the two opera singers. Do you remember? It was the man and the woman and he came out with the really long hair. It was a large chap as well. Obviously that was the whole thing behind why the voice coming out of him was apparently surprising. Um, but I think they still do like the opera circuit in the UK um, and that mm. sort of thing. So I think it depends. I think that what it is, is you kind of only hear about them if they're still in the mainstream when they come off of these shows. And you don't really see the ones that go on to be successful in just a genre that you wouldn't do. So, I mean, for me, opera isn't necessarily something I would listen to um, as a regular occurrence, but I'm pretty sure that Paul Potts and and uh, and the two that came on um, that that I just um, mentioned are probably still in that circuit.
1: Something I wanted to mention at the start, so, so I mentioned now is I know you've also had some good things said in the press. So the, the Huffington Post have have called you sort of an artist to look out for the kind of next big thing do do you find pressure with that I mean obviously it's a great thing to have written about yourself but do you also Mm. then find that that then also puts a bit of pressure on yourself or do you try not to to think about that do you say do you welcome it and say right we just got to keep doing what what need to do
2: yeah I I think those kind of compliments are like a get signposts to let me know I'm in the right direction, you know? Mm. Um, but I'll say I don't rely on those signposts. Cause I know that the GPS that's inside me is telling me I'm in the right direction. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like those copies are, re, are reassuring um, their um, pressure. It makes me, it makes me want to practice more. I love rehearsing. Um, I know that sounds really weird, but I really do love rehearsing. Cause I know the time I rehearse, I get better. I think it's so, I think it's so cool. I don't know why I think that's so cool, <laughs> but um uh, so it puts a little pressure on making sure I like I stay on my on my A game. Um, but um, again, I think I think those I think um, comments like that and they're and they're good. But I think um, just keep using the GPS, you know, and not looking at those kind of those kind of words as a, a sign, even though those signs are good. But because uh, you, you can get you can get fat off of those compliments. That I've been there. <laughs> you just like you know what I mean. You go, oh yeah, I am the best. Like I'll never forget like my, my, my first my first my first bands ever. We played a show, and we had so many record was coming up to us afterwards, and I'll never I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Cause it, it took a lot of hard work to get there, right? Yeah. Like, we practice every single day for eight hours a day with this band. Like, we like really put it. So to get that was great, but when the compliment stopped after the first first EP we put out, right, like that's not good to have to rely on that, right? So we had to just go like, "Hey, no one's calling this." A, a, uh, calling us about the next single that we just released he goes but we'll just keep working because we're not relying on them to grant to give us um you know give us validation to what we know to be true that like we're good at what we do because we work really hard so
1: and how did it feel when you put out your first single and you start seeing it kind of being featured in in on websites and and um kind of seeing it being downloaded how, how, how did that feel
2: that was kind of weird because they started like like uh, drawing up random photos of like my ex and like putting us oh, in really? and, like grabbing old photos. Yeah, I've been like, if you Google like my name and the, and the song tell me there's like an article that came out that says, Sean Louis writes a new song about ex and it was like from like my then current uh, partner. So she was like, What? <laughs> you know, she and her her family was like, What is this article? I was like I was like, oh, baby, He's like I don't know, it's like it's taken off a life of his own, like I don't know what to do. So um I think I think I think it's funny. Um I forgot the question because that story was was so 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 horrendous. What was your what was your question? I'm sorry.
1: No, just about how, how you felt when you sort of started first seeing your material out there, you know, actually kind of being released, featured in, in websites being discussed that uh, you know it must be must be a good good but weird feeling right
2: yeah um it, it feels feels good I, I know i definitely do know it's a solid part of the process right like really something you expect to hear some kind of feedback i'm glad that it was great feedback um so <laughs> and not like not like why is this kid's doing music so um yeah it does it did it, it does feel good again it's like it's good to know that like you look up and you see the signs that it signs um is, um helping that,
1: that you went in the right direction, yeah i mean i will be honest, I didn't say this to Lou when I approached him about doing this podcast, but I imagined that our listening figures when we did it would be three me, him, and his mum. I thought that would be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> and then, and then after the fourth
0: episode, not even my mum listened oh my <laughs> <laughs> but it's
1: it's like, said it's, it's funny seeing it out there, and then obviously there's a really good community out there and 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 things happen, and it's yeah it's just it's it's just something that's really like you know at first it was really weird and unusual but now it's just um it, yeah it, it, it feels good to know that something that sort of Lou and I are just trying to have a bit of fun putting together is actually kind of reaching people so so I think Lou I think you had something you wanted to put past uh Sean didn't you then and then I thought before we go I want to ask you you know to talk about your latest single and then we'll we'll actually play out with it but Lou if if you want to hand over to you because I know you've got a specific thing to throw. yeah
0: <laughs> now I feel like I'm going to do this with every guest that we have on in a similar style but just related to kind of either the industry that they're in we did this with Brendan from Uncheft and asked him underrated overrated a line on a particular food that we see that's a stereotype from the states yeah so I've got a couple of artists who were probably controversial for a couple of reasons or have been controversial previously in the news or had a come up come up that was controversial I want you to give me a quick line on what your opinion is on all of them okay let's do it (laughs) so we'll go one after the other okay first one kicking off with one of the Lils Lil Pump um hmm I feel like that might say it all. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll say over overrated, but overrated slightly because I don't see him doing anything right now. And like you know, if 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 you're if you're he he could have just been a trend, right? And then like he's gone. So yeah, overrated. Yeah, I think it was the face
0: tattoo trend um, that kind of did it. And then I think he's in a lot of debt now as well because um, <laughs> I don't think he's been out in a while. He's um, Miley Cyrus uh, underrated. Yeah, you know what? I'm She's being serious. A great voice. Yeah, a great voice. I think she has as well. And also, can I just say, if "Party in the USA" comes on in a club, 100. <laughs> that's the song that's getting me on the dance floor. Everybody's two going. songs that do it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's "Party in the USA" or Shakira's hips don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, six nine. Overrated. Oh <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. And then like well, issues outside of music as well. Um, this one, um, "Bad Baby."
2: underrated
0: oh what was the song that she put out was it gucci flip-flop wait bad baby or bad bunny yeah no bad baby sorry sorry bad baby the one that came from i don't know that oh came from like tiktok i think if you googled it you probably know okay then finally kanye west underrated yeah i agree i think one of the greatest of
2: all time yeah (laughs) because because people don't realize that like drake took Kanye West's 808s and heartbreak and created a whole genre, and, and and then people started following Drake, and Drake created a whole genre. But Kanye West is the creator of that genre, like he's what he's done. And then like he did like a um, my twisted dark fantasy, or no no, no life as Pablo. Like um, Jaden Jaden Smith, right, copied that same formula and created his own community, you know. Um, so like yeah, Kanye West is he's 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 the man I think I I think when he after he dies um, then I think we, we us as a, as a culture as a, as like as humans will recognize that yes though he like if, though he was um, crazy like like you, you can't you can't have crazy without you can't have artistic without the crazy um, and I think that we'll realize some stuff that he was totally right you know we'll be like oh my gosh you're right Kanye I'm sorry but he'll get his flowers afterwards for sure
0: yeah yeah I think I had this discussion with people at work talking about Kanye West. And I said, if even if you just look at his biggest songs, he's responsible for some of yeah. the greatest tracks of the last like 15 years, even longer. It's absolutely mental when you actually look at the music that he's put out. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, I think Kanye West is a good um, character to finish on because you've hearkened straight back to the <laughs> beginning of the podcast. Yeah. It's <laughs> almost like we came full circle with, you can't be artistic without the crazy. It's true. It's true, man. <laughs>
1: Uh, so before we do sort of wrap up, and we will play out with, with the song, but do you want to tell us a little bit about your latest release?
2: Yeah, it's um, called Right Back Again. And it's um, from, Is you know, as I mentioned earlier, that people don't listen to EPs anymore. So I'm releasing um, every single song as a single. Uh, and they're all great songs. So the first one is up first is called Right Back Again. Um, and uh, it's from the Cara EP. Um, so uh, I talked about in my in other albums, excuse me, about how, um, I had like a really bad, like pinched nerve, which may left me almost immobile through the most of at least beginning of COVID. Um, and so each, each album or each EP is about, um, what was going along, going on in different parts of my body. And so for the Cara EP, it's going to be talking about what's going on inside like my, my body, um, and just the pain and the back and forth of feeling better and not feeling better and having to still deal with this, um, you know, just, um, just things. Um, so Uh, break up a chorus and and just uh, other other heartache so um yeah so this is the first first song off the ep it's really good
1: brilliant and we'll we'll link to it and like i said we'll 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 play it out so before lou before i hand over to you to to wrap up um sean louis actually is there any anything or anyone you want to shout out before before we wrap up uh
2: to my partner jenna hey jenna uh and uh and uh my mom is getting um but also yeah i'm excited to see people if you guys if people um just dm me on my instagram or write me um it will usually always be me that will respond back so i'm super friendly i would love to meet everybody <laughs> um and uh yeah let's do it
1: cool and well our, all, my last thing will be just thank you again for coming on the show it has been brilliant um hour or so so thank you so thank you for having me oh do you want to plug your socials as well oh
2: yes yes um so sean Louis s-e-a-n-l-o-u-i if you type that into any kind of social media tiktok twitter snapchat um, all stuff is comes up as me so yeah feel free to add me and uh i'll add you guys back do you know what as well do you know why we've been doing this podcast
0: i actually said this to dan just prior to getting onto this session your voice is just as soothing as music itself <laughs> it really is nice and mellow. It's, oh, my, it's amazing my voice my, my voice, <laughs> yeah.
1: talking voice just talking voice. That's all so I
0: said to Dan, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Thanks, man.
1: It just sound like someone that you could shoot the breeze with. Be, We've been friends for like five years. That's how, that's how it cuts <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm Dan. <laughs> I like that.
0: <laughs> this has been a very, very special episode of Casting Views. I'm hoping that I can get this bit right. Dan, what do you think? <laughs> Oh, now you've said that you're not Yeah. Okay. Uh, we know there's many podcasts from which you can choose, and we thank you for listening to Casting Views. You said
2: you knew that I love